Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Alan Cumming, and welcome to my shelves. My shelves are sort of a museum of my life. I like to keep things from my travels that are, to me anyway, the very essence of the experiences I've had. Sort of portals, if you will, to a specific time and place. And the inspiration for stories and memories and musings. Here's my first ever iPod. Oh, remember those? Here's an Oprah mug. Oprah. I was never on the Oprah show. Rene Russo gave it to me. And you know who told me not to name drop? Bobby De Niro. And today I'm talking to my dear old friend, Rob McGarry. And yes. I think that that road trip in Herb was really the start of like the turmoil in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I think that was the start of my Saturn <laughs> returning. Welcome, bienvenue. Welcome. Rob Magari was born in upstate New York and he works at the Guggenheim Museum in New York City as an exhibition manager. And we met in New York City in the early 2000s. Now, the item from my shelves that I'm talking to Rob about today is this. Can you hear it? It's a dog chew toy, a squeaky dog toy, uh, but it's unusual in that it is in the shape of George W. Bush's head. Yes, it's a sort of plastic bust, if you will, of President George W. Bush with a squeaky thing inside it. It was much beloved of dogs in the early 2000s. Now, this George W. Bush squeaky toy was kept in my uh, Volkswagen Westphalia van, a 1978 model. It was a kind of a green colour. And so this van was called Herb. I loved him so much. And uh, the reason I'm talking to Rob about the squeaky toy and about Herb is that Rob and I took a cross-country trip. We took a road trip across Canada, in fact, together in early 2004. And it turned out to be a monumental trip for both of us. So what happened was Rob and I had been a couple. We'd been going out. We broke up and then we were kind of seeing each other again casually. And we decided, or I thought it would be a great idea to take a cross-country trip together in my new van. It was a disaster. And um, basically something happened and I, I just ended it. I thought, it's over. I can't do this. And I dropped Rob off at an airport, gave him a plane ticket and off he went back to Seattle. Then right after that, Herb died, just died. And I had to be towed to a Volkswagen dealership car park in Winnipeg where I had to stay the weekend until it opened on Monday. After the first night, when I was wakened up in the middle of the night by Honey, my dog, barking madly at these youths who were pushing each other around in a shopping trolley just outside my van. It was, an, I was, what's going on, I thought. I decided I had to do something. So I walked into the centre of Winnipeg to try and find an internet cafe. It was raining. I got lost. I just felt that my life was a mess. And then all of a sudden, 
it was the height of summer, remember, and I saw fake snow and then lots of big lights pointing at this fake snow. And I suddenly thought, it's a film crew, my people. So I walked by the trailers and saw the first assistant directors going in and out. And I sort of hovered outside that one, hoping Honey would pee or something. And this girl came out and sort of gasped and said, oh, you're Alan Cumming. I was like, yes, I am. And I need help. <laughs> so she took pity on me, took me into the trailer. I told her what had happened. She found me a hotel that took dogs so I could stay the night there. She got me an internet cafe. And as I was sitting there just counting my blessings, a member of the public came to the door and said, hey, what film are you shooting here? And I said, oh, what film are we shooting here? (laughs) See, I had already (laughs) inserted myself into this film crew. Uh, And the girl said, the George Lopez Christmas movie. So who knew that George Lopez would be so integral to my well-being? A couple of years later, I went on George's talk show. He had a talk show for a while. And I was able to tell him the story and thank him for basically saving my life. So recently, Rob and I sat down to discuss this cross-country trip we took together. remember I remember that I, I got here up in Vancouver and I remember driving down to Seattle to meet you <clears throat> I remember you being slightly alarmed by the whole prospect of, of me having this van I don't really remember where the genesis of the idea came from or if you had just seen like an ad on Craigslist or something um, how did I I I, I think it was Kyle. Remember Kyle, who was my assistant in, in Vancouver? He, yeah. I think he told me about it. It was somebody on the crew. And I just sort of thought I'd had a sort of a a yearning to buy a van. And I just loved the idea of a road trip back. And just that wouldn't that be great? And it was like a lot of things in my life. It was a spur of the moment. I just went for it. But then I got it and I came down to meet you. We spent a couple of days uh, in Seattle before we took off. Uh, on our road trip but do you remember were you slightly alarmed by me having this van and the the notion of this thing i mean i don't know if alarmed is the right word it was uh <laughs> it's funny i looked back i was trying because it's that was 2004 it's a long yes, time ago i know i had just finished the second of my three-year architecture program at, uh-huh. at uw i think my email part of it like resided in the University of Washington system. Because when I look back in Gmail, I only had um, like two emails that referenced this point of my life. And <laughs> one, one was, um, well, three. So there's an email of you suggesting it. I have an yeah. email midway from, so you suggested it on June 4th. I have an email from like, I don't know, June 16th or 17th, where I wrote to my sister Kate from an internet cafe uh, in the Canadian Rockies saying that we were having a great time, blah, blah, blah. And then two days later was a flight confirmation from Winnipeg. (laughs) 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 The the proposal midway and then the terminus. And my email to Kate said, it looks like I'm only going as far as Winnipeg. And that's when it, like it's sort of, and in your email uh you propose like go, you, said you had a flight voucher or something that um, we could use to like... Oh, so it's not, as, it's not nearly as bad. It's not, it's not as dramatic and I didn't just fling you out of the van and uh, send, you, send felt, you off. Felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> 
so in spite of the fact, in spite of the facts, you're going to uh, carry on this. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Because my memory of it was that, that I was sort of dropped you at the airport and that I was the evil, yeah. the evil person. Yeah, that came to a dramatic so end. That was my yes, memory of it too. Interesting yeah. you dramatized this when you were going back all along. That was my memory too. The most hilarious thing I remember early on, with the, so Herb kept breaking down. Right. He was obviously not used to such long trips and we're going up these big hills yeah. and it was, it was, it was quite scary. And he came and I had recently moved from, uh, a, moved agents and I'd moved uh, agents to CAA. I remember we called, you know, the, 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 the number of the, you know, the, in America you have triple A for the American Automobile Association to when your car breaks down. So I remember we were somewhere and I remember this guy with kind of like a mullet and a beard and kind of a sort of a hippie sort of looking person arrived, drove up to where we were stopped with Herb when he'd broken down one of the times. <laughs> and he went, he went, hey, Alan, I'm from CAA. And of course, that stood for Canadian Automobile Association. But I thought it meant it was my agents had come had somehow... <laughs> psychically found out that my van had broken down and my new agents had sent someone to help me <laughs> get on the way again. But I remember it was the the same guy kept coming. We didn't get very far and we had the same guy twice in a row uh, fixing Herb. Do you remember that? I do. Because I, I feel like we forged a bit of a relationship with the CAA people because <laughs> yes. we would call them. And Every day. They, I would say, yeah, hey, it's Rob again. And they'd say, where are you? And say like, you know, 50 miles further than we were last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor yeah. Herb. It didn't go very well. And then, um, but I, I I, can't remember where we stayed. Do you remember? Oh, we stayed in Herb, but we, we went to campsites and stuff. We stayed in Herb. And I was thinking about that because I feel like we drove across Washington State and went up through Idaho and cut across oh. Canada, the Canadian right. border there. Yeah. And then we went up towards like, we didn't go to Banff. But we went no. up into the Canadian Rockies. We were sticking to Highway 1, which goes on, like, kind of hugs the border of U.S. and Canada on the Canadian side. And so then it, like, cut over across the Canadian plains. Right. Yeah, I remember the plains. I remember just, like, days and days and days of just, like, it was boring. It was just, I mean, it's well, beautiful, but it's just flat. It's like the big, is that what they call it in America, the big sky? Is that what they call it? Uh, that's what they call Montana, Big Sky Montana, yeah. So it was just like, I just remember days and days and days of just, you know, flat driving. And I remember us stopping at a Chinese restaurant on the road, on the just off the big road. And I remember you got uh, shrimps. And I remember we were eating, <laughs> eating these, this Chinese food in literally the middle of Canada. And I remember you saying, these shrimps are a bit funny. I don't know if they're fresh. <laughs> I don't know if they're fresh. I was like, fresh? We're, there's like thousands of miles to the nearest water. <laughs> Why did you order shrimps? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How many days do you think we were on? Uh, I mean, it's kind of take. It's, this is quite an epic sort of, it's an ep- it was an epic trip, but it's also got, it's quite epic in our relationship, in our friendship, this this uh, trip. And I'm wondering if it was actually a lot shorter. I think it must have been very imagined. short. I mean, if... A few if days. We, if I was emailing my sister from the Canadian Rockies and then like a day later getting a flight confirmation, <laughs> I think we were probably... From my office as well, from my office. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it probably only took us a day or two to get up into the Rockies and then like another day or two to get into the plains. 
And so I think the whole thing, my part of the journey was maybe like five days. Right, right. Does that sound right? Yeah. I mean, I, or he, I don't know, even less actually, because I remember I, I remember I, I remember I dropped you off at the Winnipeg airport. And that was a Saturday because that's when I literally dropped you off, went round the corner and Herb just died. He just completely died. Like, like that was, I could tell there was something in the way he broke down. that was different to the other times. And that's when I got towed to a Volkswagen dealership. And it was a Saturday and it was closed. And he said I'd have to stay there until the Monday. So you got on the plane. I mean, it was, a, it was an emotional um, farewell, I remember. There was tears involved. Yeah. Well, like, it was also, let's, like, say, it was already, like, a strained time in our relationship. Yes. Like, you had been in Vancouver filming. Yes. Right? We got, we, had spent all that time in Australia. Yeah, you then it sort of to, broke up. Yeah, yeah, and then you were up in Vancouver filming, and we were still seeing each other um, periodically. Yes, and it was at a point where, like, I still had another a third year of my master's program left. Yes, and like I was sort of fixed in Seattle, and your life changes all the time. Like you get different movie offers and whatever head off, and so head you, were, off you were moving around. Yeah. And so it was like, that was always sort of like on the horizon and this like inevitable future of being apart for a big chunk of time. So that wasn't great. And then like, I had just finished my like design studios for that quarter. And so that was Mm. like, I was like probably exhausted and stressful and like, so we're coming off of that. And then you know, Herb didn't help. <laughs> Herb was breaking down every 50 miles, which added like another layered stress. Yes. And then I was also, you know, I was 29. Yes. And, and I was 26. Um, didn't have the vast communication skills that I have now <laughs> or relationship experience. Like it was all new. I'm glad we're having a, uh sort of therapy for our relationship on a podcast Rob it's yeah yeah I love it's taken me doing a podcast for this to happen I also think <laughs> um I also think that uh we didn't do a clean break that was the thing you know like we broke up and then we kind of like quite too soon kind of took up again would have weekends we did it we didn't I was writing the other day about you know I about something else in my life, actually. I said I wasn't old enough then to understand the kindness of a clean break rather than letting things dribble on and not being everyone not being sure what's going on. Do you, do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, in thinking back on it, that was part of the issue because there was not clarity, like, in yeah. my head. Like, I was this sort of, like, young romantic. Um, and you yes. were... And I was older, jaded. In a different mindset, and that yes, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I think there was. So, there was a little bit of uh, we were we weren't really uh, hearing each other, were we? On where we were. Yeah. No. And like, not that I'm. I, I say that not that I'm a great communicator in relationships now, but or you know, but yeah, like yeah. I certainly wasn't then. Um, but I'm hopefully better now. Um, yeah. So 
I don't know. Like, I remember you always talked a lot about this idea of Saturn returning when you turn 30, like when you're 29, 30. And I think that that road trip in Herb was really the start of like the turmoil in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think that was the start of my Saturn returning. (laughs) Gosh, that's thanks. That's great. I also think about it as like, um, was big changes happening for me actually I, I i was making big you know big changes in my life had just happened and more were about to come soon after you know when i started going out with grant relatively soon after that and also i feel like the sort of karmic thing of it i always think about it as being really i like i literally dropped you off and of course i'm discovering today that it was not the narrative i have in my head is wrong i was not the kind of Okay, that's it. Get over. Here's a plane ticket. Go back to Seattle. Well, it it is a little bit because like we had always talked about, like it it seems like there was always a plan that I would go back at some point. But yes, we we picked the first city we could get to in the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily going to be Winnipeg. No, because when the idea of a road trip was proposed, we were talking about driving across the United States, and so there wasn't like a, a midway destination that we picked. But like when uh, we were setting off across Canada, then we decided pretty quick it was going to be Winnipeg. <laughs> the nearest airport. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, you planes, hurry up!" <laughs> uh, uh, but the the but the sort of interesting karma of it that I that did that did that <clears throat> dropped you off. We had our tearful farewell. And then this thing happened like seconds later, minutes later, I was, I was, and I had to spend the weekend in sleeping in Herb in the car park, in the parking lot of a Volkswagen dealership in Winnipeg. And it was awful. It was a really awful uh, experience. And then I had to leave him there. But you know what a good thing was that came out of that? Your friendship with uh, George Lopez? <laughs> that, yes, no, that, yes, no, but also, <laughs> there's that part. But, but uh, no, what was, what was funny was that I got back to New York, right? I, I had to rent a car and go back to New York. And it was right then I was, I remember I had, to, I had to go for a haircut and I had to come back because I was getting some award or something like that. I really had to get back. So I, you know, zoomed back. I got a ticket, two tickets actually. And then I got back to New York and I was had to go and get a haircut. And uh, Wait, Michael... You rented a car? I rented a car because I had to leave Herb in uh, yeah. in Winnipeg at the, at the Volkswagen dealership. So I then, yeah. Honey and I and all my stuff, we went in the car and we went, uh, drove back to New York. And so, and then I was thinking, what am I going to do? My van is stranded and, and, and we're waiting for parts or something. And... Uh, I just felt my life was a bit of a mess at that point. I was kind of, you know, I was in that apartment I didn't want to be in because I'd bought it with somebody else. Uh, this stuff had just happened with you. My van was this sort of symbol, stranded, uh, you know, broken. And I was walking along the street and I was taking honey to the groomers and I was going to get a haircut. And this skater boy went past me and kind of cruised me. And I sort of was like, hello. And then when I got to the traffic place, <laughs> the skater boy was there and he said something like, Oh, you know, I never normally do this. I was like, Oh, here we go. And uh, he he said something about, you know, he'd seen me in a film or something. And it was uh, Joey. 
Joey, and, I remember. And Joey, who is my then, and, and, he's, and we were chatting and he, we, he walked with me to the hairdresser. We'd got in chatting and I told him about, I told him in that walk, I said, they were chatting. He said, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm, things are a mess right now. My van broke down and it's in this thing. I don't know how I'm <laughs> going to get back to get back to Winnipeg to go and get it. And he said, you know, I could go and drive there and get it for you. And I was like, oh, and he goes, I have a full, I have a clean driving license. I could give you references. I, it's just out of nowhere this happened. And I was like, oh, well, I said, but, you know, let me, let me think about that. And I remember getting to the to the hairdressers and Michael was cutting my hair and I said, you know, I've just met this boy on the street, a skater, and I think I'm going to let him go to Winnipeg and get my <laughs> get hair. And everyone thought I was absolutely off my fucking rocker. And because not only did I uh let him do that, I also gave him a job as my assistant and Joey was my assistant for years and he was and he was a fabulous assistant and, and so it was like, noted that he's now a dignified attorney at law <laughs> a massive a massive legal mogul I know <laughs> it's so crazy hello there this is my friend Joe hi now Joe plays rugby for England. Yeah, what's your point? Come on. Well, Joe presents a podcast and it's my firm belief that you should listen to it. Very interesting. And here's why. Because it's not actually a rugby podcast because, well, let's face it, there's billions of them already. No, 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 no. It's about you, the listener, and the jobs you do. If you're a teacher, an astronaut, a tree surgeon or a chef, then we've got loads of questions for you. The Joe Marler Show. Because... Everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. That's a great line. That's a that is a very good line from you, Tom. Thank you, Joe. You want to find it? Search for the Joe Marler Show in your podcast app. Because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I know, actually, Rob, I remember what it was, was the moment when I, I just was like, oh, we're going to Winnipeg. Uh, we're going to Winnipeg Airport was the instant of the lamp. Remember? I do. <laughs> so we were driving That part along. I do remember. <laughs> we were this part, I could along. like, I could draw a picture of like the gas station and the setup of like the junk outside of the gas station of where you wanted to buy this lamp. Really? Because it was an yeah. unusual thing. It was in the middle of like just play, you know, for hours and days, we're just flat, flat, flat Canada. And then suddenly there's a gas station and it had a sort of a, you know, antique shops, a little, making it sound a little grander than it was. It was like a, like a junk shop uh, selling things. 
And I was like, oh, let's have a little shop here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I saw this amazing, it's like a, like a, 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 a what do you call it in America? A, a floor lamp. A floor lamp. Yeah. yeah. In, in Britain, you call it a standard lamp. So it's like a, a, a lamp that stands up and it had a sort of a glass shade that was like, like an upside down shade, you know, so that when the light kind of went round the side of it, an upside down shade. And then there was also a little, uh, uh, halfway down, another little uh, light on it that was for, you know, for if you were sitting reading. And I just thought it was absolutely amazing. And I was just, you know, having this new house uh, upstate and I thought this would be great. I'm going to buy this. And it was seven Canadian dollars, seven Canadian dollars, which in those days was like probably five American dollars or something, even less perhaps. And I remember you did, you were like, you shouldn't buy that. You shouldn't buy that lamp. Do you remember why you had such a, an objection to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell. I, it was not, it was not a financial issue. You could obviously no. afford a $7 lamp. It was that Herb was packed with all of our shit, all of our like camping gear. The dog mm-hmm. is honey. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like a, a lap dog. Honey was like medium to large. Yes. Uh, and we were living out of this little camper van, the Scooby-Doo van, and it didn't seem practical. <laughs> but... and, I took, and I took great offense to that. Uh, because great I remember thinking, offense. great offense. And I remember, I can't remember if I said this or, or I remember just thinking, I, I, maybe I said it. I remember just thinking, you don't get to tell me if I can buy a lamp for $7 or not. I'm buying that. Yeah, there was lamp. definitely a tone of like, I'm buying the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as you uh, very kindly showed me in the photographs of this that you sent me last week, it was lucky I did because it was, didn't it make our camping experience all the better. I, I saw those pictures yeah. of it. A very elegant uh, campsite we had with a lo- lovely standard lamp. Just yeah, sitting there. it's funny because the image is, is, it's of Herb and it's got the the pop top of where like the little camper bed was on top of the camper van and yeah. a picnic table and like a nice burning fire. And then the glow of this like floor lamp in the middle of the campsite. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. And you know, I still, do you know, we still have that up here. I still have the, Oh, is that the, the bells from the church at the end of your street? Yeah. Can you hear that? Yeah. I've, <laughs> it's funny. Uh-huh. Working from home. I've never been so acutely aware of time. Because the church bells go off every half hour. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so I've still got upstairs the um, the glass top of that lamp. It broke eventually, but the actual the the, the sort of the uh, glass part of the top bit, I, I hung it on the wall as a as a memento. Yeah, I love that. It's funny. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't conjure bad <laughs> the same uh, resentment and anger that it did at the time <laughs> for me. <laughs> you've, you've worked through it over the last uh, yeah. seventeen years. <laughs> I also love that you have it hung on the wall, and it's next to that picture that uh, the sheet music that my dad framed for you. Ah, so yes, I love that. that. I think it's a nice uh, juxtaposition of objects That's on the nice. wall. <laughs> I like that. Did you know about the story about what's happened to Herb? Well, you uh, you, you mentioned it was getting refurbed, but yes. it's not clear to me like what your involvement is after it's refurbished. Well, the thing is, I mean, I uh, how I'm wondering, like, do you remember when you kind of you know came back to live in New York and we 
were back in each other's lives again. Do you remember if Herb was yeah. still up and running then, or was he was he had he retired as a spare uh, room? It was. I feel like he became a spare room pretty quick. Right, because I mean, because the 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 great thing that used to be because he had that that ice box in him. What was amazing was that we would take a, when people would take people to the bus when they'd be up here for the weekend, we'd take them back to the bus stop. We used to put drinks and ice cubes in the icebox and make uh, Bloody Marys. And when we were waiting for the bus, we'd open Herb and we'd have a little sort of bar <laughs> and be having drinks. And people, the other people there waiting for the bus, so green with envy, looking at us that they were they were just sitting there waiting with their bags and we were having like a cocktail party. Tailgating for the trailways. <laughs> totally. And it used to be my favourite part of of Herb, of, of, of having him. And I remember one time uh, I had a, an assistant called Matt. Remember English Matt? Did you ever meet him? Yeah, sure. Well, he, there was one spring and we were up here and Herb was, you know, here and he was, uh, it was the spring and he'd been sitting there all winter and he was, had broken down and, you know, and I said to him, so Herb always breaks down. So just will you get him fixed? And he said, he seems to always break down. I mean, are you sure that you, I went, Matt, I have an emotional relationship with this van. Just please get him fixed. (laughs) And he said, what do you like least about uh, Herb? And I went, driving him, it's really scary because, you know, it wobbles and you can see the floor. You can see the the ground through a hole and everything. And it's just, it was terrifying to drive him. And then he said, what do you like best about it? And I said, having cocktails in the icebox. And it was his idea. That's his legacy, actually. It was to make Herb into a spare room and just have him uh, in, in the forest here as a sort of a little place we could go to and have drinks or just people would go and sleep in them. So... He was here for years and years, as you know, and he was getting eaten and, you know, I don't know what was inside. It was mice to start with, but then it was like big mouthfuls of the foam from the seat had been taken away. And I was like, that's not a mouse. That's like a raccoon. I don't know what it was probably. So anyway, I was trying to get him fixed and it was becoming very uh, cost prohibitive. But this, we found this person who uh, came and took Herb away it's going to refurbish him and he's because he wants to drive him to his daughter's wedding next year or well, this year sometime. And he's going to let us uh, have him for a week so we can go on a road trip in Herb again. You, you and I? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry, that came yeah, out wrong. Think, no, not you, Rob. No, we will not. Plan. <laughs> we will not. Yeah. That would not be a good idea. I love you, but no. I can't do that, as Meatloaf said. Fool, <laughs> fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, which brings us round to uh, the object on our incoming shells, the George Bush. Remember when George Bush tried to say that, that fool me once, whatever the, the saying is? You know that? And he got it all wrong. That's an excellent segue, Rob. That's, 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 the, uh, that's what we started this off with, the, the George Bush uh, squeaky dog toy. And now it brings us back to him again, and it's time to put him back on on Alan Cummings' shelves. And thank you, Rob. This has been so good. I mean, I think my biggest. I mean, I I think it's hilarious that the world we live in and this uh, has meant that we are actually having therapy about our relationship seventeen years later as part of a podcast. <laughs> the, the one the one part of the story that I do want to add yes. is what happened. You have this whole version of you breaking Herb down breaking down right outside the airport and then driving yeah. back and finding Joey. But yeah. what happened to me mm-hmm. at that point was... Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any more time, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Thanks very much. You, I hope you'll try. <laughs> you left me 
crying at the Winnipeg airport. Yes. And my flight back to Seattle connected uh-huh. through Chicago. And what I remember is that there was this like little puddle jumper that went from Winnipeg to Chicago and then on uh-huh. back to Seattle. Uh-huh. And then on that leg that I got on this little like eight seater plane and there were like six really big men who had been on a fly fishing trip and they were all drinking cans of like Budweiser. And <laughs> I was this like teary eyed <laughs> crying young homosexual <laughs> and they, they were all like drunk and rowdy and they have like just coming off of their fishing trip and not all these, their fishing gear that they were trying to like stow all their like fly fishing rods up in the, the cabin. <laughs> and I was like, my boyfriend just broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have a memory of being in that context of being saw, this like young, young, emotional <laughs> gay who just had been dropped off crying at the airport <laughs> among all these men. <laughs> that's, that's a new detail I did not know. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyway, look at us now, Rob. I love you. Look and, at us now. Uh, I love you. You know, who would have done? And thank you for coming yeah. on and coming shelves. And I'll see you. I'll see you for our Zoom cocktail on Friday. That sounds good. But thanks, my darling. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed eavesdropping on this ex-couples therapy session. (laughs) It's now time for me to put squeaky George Bush back where he belongs. Thanks for joining me on this trip down memory lane. Hope you'll join me again on Alan Cummings Shelves. Alan Cumming Shelves is hosted by me, Alan Cumming, duh, and produced by the lovely Jack Claremont. We are part of the ACAST Creator Network and the Crowd Network too. We just love networks. Another Crowd Network podcast to check out is... Unaccountable. It's a podcast fighting for police accountability in the United States. It's a podcast that tells the stories of innocent people who've been killed by the police, just like George Floyd, but also people like Mohammed Muhaimin, Shacey House and Carrie Illidge. And so many more you haven't heard about, but you really should have. The stories can be difficult to listen to, but this could be the most important podcast you'll ever hear. It's a podcast fighting for change, and we need to join that fight. Just search for Unaccountable in your podcast app now. Now.